For those unfamiliar with modern stereo terminology, a turntable is a mechanical device. Hey, 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 hey. You picked a flower before it was Someday we could be dignified. Oh, Man, the tape recorder is sticking out. It's the podcast that thinks Game of Thrones is a TV competition to see who can take the biggest crap. It's more lost time. This time with Rare Music by Johnny Polonsky, UK Power Pop by The Exits, Blue-Eyed Soul by Rob Hoke, and much, much more. The end of summer vacation and all that sort of thing. You know, I had this revelation a few weeks ago. Um, When are you... A prolific record collector is it like is it because you have a like a certain number of records or is it because you have this you know particularly rare or valuable record I say no for me I think it's when you have used a car jack to raise your record collection so that you can move it across the floor that's how you know this collection is not casual you're serious I did this um, earlier this summer because I had been dumb enough to set up the my records close enough so that we were about nine inches short of being able to open a closet. I didn't, I actually didn't even realize there was a closet there, I think, when I set them up. Um, but uh, then it came time to open the closet. We couldn't do it. So it was a satisfying use of the car jack. I'd been driving my current car for about four years, car amusing, and uh, never really needed the jack. I was lucky. And my son, who's 13, had helped me use the car jack to lift up the records and move them. And he warned me that I was tempting the universe by saying that. Uh, And he was right. It really wasn't long, a few weeks after using the car jack to lift the records and move them over, that uh, I was on the highway in 85-degree weather changing a tire for the first time in years. Fortunately, I had the jack with me. Of course I had the jack. Now I want to use a car jack for everything. Another big job this summer around here like I said my son was 13 and it was time to get rid of this old backyard climber that we had it was one of these natural all wood things with the swings and the bars and the slide and uh, but it was old and time to get rid of it and uh, the demolition of it was a great father-son project though I really wanted to find a way to use the car jack for it I didn't but I did get to use a chainsaw Also very satisfying until the chain went flying and nearly took my son's eye out. Uh, We did get to go fishing this summer, a couple times, which didn't involve a car jack or a chainsaw. On to the music. You should know that the pride of Illinois, Johnny Polonsky, has a uh, new record out. It's called The Other Side of Midnight, and he used uh, one of those crowdfunding things to to get the money to do it uh, he pressed up a vinyl edition of it you can uh, go to johnnypolonski.com to order the record 
But if you're strictly a download type, you can get it that way too. In fact, he's got this real low price where if you uh, where if you contribute, you can get the new one and uh, damn near everything else he's ever recorded. What I've got here are the home demos for his 1996 record, Hi, My Name is Johnny. Let's listen to one of those now. This one is the, the home demo to a song from that record called In My Mind.
That's Soul Strutting by the Flesh Tones. Um, that was from uh, this cassette-only collection called Blast Off. There, there was, used to be this company called Roar that used to release stuff only on cassette. Eventually, most of their stuff came out on CD, which was fortunate because the cassettes never really sounded all that good. Although, come to think of it, the CDs didn't sound all that much better. They really, I think they just sort of, they sounded sort of like they just pressed the stuff straight to C- CD from the cassettes. But, you know, either way, um, this track uh, by the Flesh Tones, I did take from my original cassette, but believe it or not, uh, I sort of massaged it a little to unthicken it. The cassette was from 1982, though I'm pretty sure the recording was from quite a bit earlier, I think like 1978. If you can find the later reissues of those recordings, you should look for one that has uh, a song on it called Soul City that wasn't on the cassette, but I think did come out later on. Um, from those same sessions, because it's one of the best things they ever did, though I don't actually have it. I saw it, I know it from a video that you can see on YouTube. So what I want to do now is, um, well, I was listening recently to Nick Lowe at home, and I had this idea. What I want to do is play a couple of records that you'll really love. They're not by Nick Lowe, but they sound a lot like they could be. Though I'm not saying these records were even influenced by Nick Lowe. There was this particular point in British pop where I'm not really, I'm not, I don't know exactly what was happening. <laughs> Nick Lowe uh, released this, his legendary record called Jesus of Cool in the U.S. It was called Pure Pop for Now People. And he'd been playing these songs all over England for a lot of years. And this is at the same time as uh, Joe Jackson and Graham Parker and Elvis Costello were making some of the best sort of harder rocking singer-songwriter pop music uh, really ever. So you have to know that there are hundreds of less familiar acts that were on the same scene making records that are worth tracking down. Um, that uh, So everybody was making sort of similar music. And uh, I want to play two of those. The first is from 1978, and it's by The Exits. The Exits had two guys, uh, Colin Swan and Gino Buckmaster, who went on to form a band called The Direct Hits, who made quite a few records. Um, uh, the Exits weren't around for a long time. Um, there's a there's a compilation called uh, the Magic Attack that's worth hearing that have a bunch of direct hits stuff on it. Uh, but this single by the Exits is a real knockout. It's from 1978. It's called the Fashion Plague. She lives with a fashion plague. It only takes a minute for a fresh to get their own way. But I don't wanna hear about you anymore. Saturday, but it's even wilder. Faces turn the other way. If only I could change her mind right now. She's, she's in love with a fashion plate. She 
1980 that's excel with rock show 
for a long time, I didn't want to play the Exits and Excel back-to-back because they have such similar names, and I thought, well, that's kind of confusing, but screw it, I really wanted to hear those songs next to each other. And Fashion Plague by the Exits and then Rock Show by Excel. Really good. I think at another point, I'm going to have to play a different one by Excel um, that I love a lot, too. Excel really just... All their stuff was really, really good. They were from Yorkshire, England, and um, had at least one record out in the UK um, called If It Rains. But um, they actually had a few songs on this US compilation called Made in Britain. They were in the band on that record that people tend to know as the Comsat Angels. But I, I tend to like Excel quite a bit more. Speaking of something you'll like more, this is a good time for a word from our sponsor. When was the last time this happened to you? I need to stick two things together, but I don't want any dead horses on my conscience. We all know that when a horse has outlived his usefulness, the poor thing is sent to the glue factory, but not with My Friend Sticka. 100% horse-free glue. My Friend Sticka is made completely with non-equestrian adhesives and is the only glue certified 100% horse-free right on the label. We're not saying that other glues are made from horses, but then again, they don't say that they're not, do they? Say nay to animal cruelty. Hoof it over to your local authorized dealer and ask for my friend Sticka 100% horse-free glue. From the folks that brought you Gut Love Cat-Free Tennis Rackets, the racket you can take to the alley with confidence that it won't run into any old friends. And sham-fisted non-pigskin footballs, vegan footballs for today's more sensitive Razorback. No longer makers of second-chance genuine horse-hide baseballs. They don't make those anymore. Thank you. And now back to the music. This next record is by the Rob Hoke Rhythm and Blues Group, who you don't hear nearly enough about, particularly if you're in the U.S. Rob Hoke was this Dutch rock and blues guy, and he was really well-known among the blues-based British rock acts of the, like the British Invasion, that, you know, bands that you're real familiar with, like the Animals and the Yardbirds. He was a piano player and a singer, uh, but he also wrote songs, and he was hugely prolific, you know, under with a bunch of different bands. He released more than 50 LPs up until his death about 15 years ago. And in the early 70s, he actually lost a couple of fingers in the blades of uh, like a gardening tool. But he just kept going. He kept making records. And I don't actually have like a lot of Rob Hoke records, but I do have a few songs by him on a couple of uh, rare Dutch compilations of bands. So... um, This one I want to play. Hoke doesn't actually sing on this one, but um, like a lot of the stuff of its time, it sounds a lot like The Who. Uh, But unlike a lot of that stuff um, that sort of sounds sort of similar, this one I think is really outstanding. So let's hear this one from uh, originally from 1966. It's Rob Hoke on piano fronting the Rob Hoke Rhythm and Blues group with When People Talk. When people talk.
closer to the day I die. That's Payday by The Classmates, a band I haven't been able to find out too much about. That cut is on volume two of this really good UK compilation series called That Driving Beat. I don't have anything else by The Classmates, but I've hunted around uh, on the internet and there's so much inconsistency uh, between songs by the classmates that I suspect there's some kind of story that has to do with uh, DECA publishing, where all the classmates stuff, the stuff that is out there by the classmates is on DECA. And so I, sur- I sort of suspect that the classmates has something to do with DECA publishing and house musicians. So if you know something I don't, please let me know. But Payday, I like that one. That one's a really good one. It's on, like I said, it's on volume two of that driving beat. So we'll move along and play one more. During the 90s, when the music business was regularly confiscating bootlegs and arresting all the people making them, I had always thought um, if the record companies would create a, like a small, legitimate market for the stuff that fans want to hear, then there wouldn't be a black market for all this stuff. And 20 years, 20 years later, that's really that's actually happening. I like all the, these uh, low-priced um, iTunes downloads of, of, um, of Vault stuff. Um, they're also putting out all these giant deluxe sets for over 100 bucks, and I find some of that stuff kind of silly. And I uh, just got word about this... Um, this Rolling Stones live from Hampton Coliseum from 1981. There's this super deluxe set. It's like three uh, triple vinyl set. And it comes with a Blu-ray disc. And it's over, like I said, it's over 100 bucks. And, and this email says, uh, uh, this sucked when I taped it off the radio in 1981, and it will suck now. So um, that gave me the idea, why not play one uh, from by the Rolling Stones? from an undisputed heavyweight uh, from back in the bootleg era. This is from a legendary LP called Welcome to New York. The recording is from the band's Madison Square Garden show on July 20... Let me find my notes. From July 26, 1972, which is Mick Jagger's 29th birthday. It's been released in many different forms under titles like... uh, Happy Birthday Mick, Mick's Birthday Party, Tour 72, Cocksucker Blues, which you're familiar with, Midnight Rambler, and many more. But I like Welcome to New York because, to the best of my knowledge, it's the original. And uh, the first LP of that has this really terrific um, cover drawing of the Stones by uh, Ralph Steadman, um, whose work you're probably familiar with. If you, if you don't know it by name, look up the name Ralph Steadman on Google and you'll know that. You'll know that cover, that that artwork. Anyway, at the very least, uh, it's not that reputedly awful 1981 Hampton recording. So uh, it even has uh, horns on it. So uh, you'll enjoy this from uh, 1972 Rolling Stones. Welcome to New York. It's love in vain. In the hands And I followed her Up to the station With a suitcase In my hands 
tear is hard to tear. All your love are mine.
That's More Lost Time, number 60. Call your mom and let her know that it's finally out. You can email us at uh, morelosttime at gmail.com. Tweet us at morelosttime. And uh, guess what? Rare music videos are now on the uh, More Lost Time YouTube channel, which is called, of course, More Lost Time. Um, I had heard um, on, uh, I saw on Facebook... Uh, some friends commenting that the uh, the old police uh, tour documentary, Police Around the World, wasn't on YouTube. So I've added that. Um, I'm about to add the old Nancy Sinatra TV special, Moving with Nancy. That'll be up by the time this goes, uh, this podcast goes live. That'll be there. So uh, rare music videos of the More Lost Time YouTube channel. No kidding. Also, if you're a fan of rare TV and movies, uh, I've got a web series called Trust Fund Challenge on YouTube. Uh, Jay Kumar, uh, podcaster Jay Kumar and I have to watch rare videos to inherit a million dollars, so you can watch them with us. Uh, This More Lost Time was written and produced by uh, Marcus Absent and Skip Duty. Our intern is Luke Warm, and our engineer is Tony Nominee. Thanks for listening to the sound of your own More Lost Time. Thank you.